Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Hello, world. Welcome to Townley Money Basics, the show that tries to help everyone understand what money is, what it does, and what it could be. I know most of us actually work for our money, and that there's nothing wrong with that, but we're going to try to make money work for us for a change. Wouldn't it be great if you were just earning more money by doing nothing but your money working for you? We're going to talk more about that now. Today is one of my favorite subjects. Today we're talking about the emergency fund. An emergency fund is money set aside in the case of a large unexpected expense. There's a lot of large unexpected expenses. Unfortunately, this is life. Life happens sometimes. There are medical expenses. There's auto repair, home appliance repair, unemployment. You you know, if you lose your job, you need to have an emergency fund. I know I harp on this a lot. When you're starting to build savings, that first 20%, when you are getting income, emergency fund is the first place I suggest that you put that money. The only exception being is if there's a match, if your employer matches, for 401k and you should at least put that amount towards it so that you get the free money and then after that 20% of what you take home you need to start building that emergency fund first thing this is the way we get out of debt so if you're currently un- under a pile of debt could be 20 50 100 150 you know you could be under a lot of debt at the end of the day I'm going to ask you to start paying the minimum amount what are you talking about Sean pay the minimum amount yes pay the minimum amount and build your emergency fund. Why? Why would I say that? Well, there's a lot of reasons, and we're going to get into that in this episode. So first and foremost, why do I need it? Why do I need an emergency fund? What is so daggum important? Why do you keep talking about emergency funds, Sean? Well, the, the reason is real simple. It creates that buffer between you and life issues, the ones we were just talking about, right? We don't want to grab for a credit card if something bad happens. And you know, and, and this is life. You know, good things are going to happen. Sometimes bad things are going to happen. I hope nothing bad happens to you. But at the end of the day, chances are, at some time in your life, you're going to get a situation where you're going to want to have some cash on hand. So it creates that buffer where you can pay for something without having to put it on a credit card, without going deeper into debt. That's the first reason. And you're going to like that buffer because it's going to give you peace of mind. You know, it, it's nice to know that you have a little bit of cash stashed away for if something happens. And we, like I said, we hope nothing happens. This isn't like a savings account. This money is dedicated. It needs to be liquid. You need to keep it set aside for just those types of situations. How much do you need? How big does that emergency fund need to be? Well, you need to start somewhere. And I mean anywhere. If you don't make a lot of money or if you're part-time or if you're a kid and you're starting your first job, you still need to be putting that 20% away. Put away whatever you can, right? I mean, if you can afford 20%, if you make $100 a week, try to find a way to put $20 aside. And, and I recommend filling up that first bucket first, the emergency fund. Even if you're making just a little bit on a side hustle, put some of it aside so that you've got a buffer in case things happen. So number one, you need to start somewhere, anywhere. Put $5 away. Anything you can will help. The next level is $1,000. Why $1,000? I don't know. Something mentally happens at $1,000. If you have tens of dollars, fifties of dollars, you know, five, $50, $100, you 
you know, it first starts, at least to me, starting to sound like real money at a thousand. A thousand dollars, you can pay for most things that are going to jump up on you, right? If you have a tire flattened, if you have an appliance that goes out, you can find one for under a thousand dollars. It may not handle that big medical expense, but hopefully you've got insurance to take care of that. And we'll talk about insurance in a later episode. But if you have to come up with some cash money right away, or if you have a fender bender on your car and you need to just pay for your deductible to get your car fixed, then you need to have that emergency fund and you don't want to put that on a credit card. So $1,000 is usually a good place to strive for first. Because like I said, most insurance deductibles for larger items don't go past that. You can actually make your deductible lower. Now you may have to pay a little bit more on your insurance. But, you know, you can normally cover it for $1,000 or less in a deductible. And if, and if it's a smaller, maybe you don't make an insurance claim at all. If it's going to be less than $1,000, it's in your best interest to go ahead and just pay for it out of pocket. And you don't want to be able to, you know, you don't want to put that on a credit card. You want to be able to pay that cash. I mean, you can put it on a credit card and then turn around and pay it right off. If you trust yourself to do that. So, I mean, that, it gives you that peace of mind. I mean, how does that sound to have $1,000, right? Next, the next level, after we got into the $1,000, <clears> we're going to keep putting stuff away until we get to three to six months of essential expenses. Now, why do we say three to six months? Well, this is where you get into a situation where maybe you lose your job. Maybe not because you're a bad worker. Maybe you have an injury and you can't do your job anymore. Or you need time to transition to a different job. So if you're working with your hands or as a laborer, or you know something that's a skilled trade where you have to be on site and you wanna to transition to something more like IT or, or working remotely, then you're gonna need time to transfer. And if you lose your job in the process, you need something that's gonna soften that blow. And the way you do that without running up a bunch of debt is you have three to six months of essential expenses. Now, here we're talking about essential expenses. We're talking about covering the basics, food, shelter, water, transportation. I'm not talking about doing anything with wants, right? We're going to have to dial that down for a while. So if we find ourselves in a situation where we're having to use our emergency fund until you get the next job or until you start making enough money with, from your other monies, you need to be living pretty efficiently, right? Now, I'm still going to suggest that you have some mad money, but you may have to lower that for a little bit, but you should still have don't ask, don't tell money. I think it's good for your, your mental health. You need to be able to have at least some money to do something fun that you enjoy guilt-free. So, three to six months just in case you lose your job or if you're unable to work temporarily for whatever reason. Where do you keep it? Well, your emergency fund needs to stay liquid. Now, this could be cash in a tin in a safe somewhere or a safe deposit box. I know you're not supposed to put cash in a safe deposit box. And you certainly wouldn't tell anybody you were doing it. But you need to keep some of it you know, in cash. You know, there's been times where ATM machines don't work. If the power goes out, ATM machines won't work, right? So I like to keep a little bit of cash on hand at all times, you know? And then the, the rest of it needs to be in a, in a very secure type account, like a savings account. No, it's not going to earn a lot of money, but it is going to earn just a little bit of money. And if the interest rates go up, it may earn a little bit more money, but it's not truly a savings account. It's an emergency fund. It needs to stay liquid where you can get to it in case something happens that you can use that money. And it may be that you're just gonna pay on a credit card, like I said, but you have to be disciplined to do that. If you don't think you're gonna be disciplined, then keep it in cash, in an envelope, somewhere. Put it somewhere, you know, maybe you put it in a financial institution, but you need to be able to get a hold of it very quickly. So 
You need to get that done. Now, the next thing is you need to keep it separate from your savings account. I've said this before and I'll say it again. It is not a savings account. You're not going to spend it on something in the future, hopefully, right? You should always have your emergency fund. And when you deplete your emergency fund, you need to start the process over and fill it up again. And it's only for emergencies. I can't stress that enough. An emergency is not a little black dress that you need to go out and dinner with. It is not a down payment on a, on a luxury car or an iPad. That, that, is not, that is not what the emergency fund is for. Usually when something has been damaged or you've lost the access to something is when you're going to need to use it. So that's one of the things you want to make sure you're using it for actual emergencies. And it should be easy to get to. I can't stress this enough. Emergency fund does you no good if you go put it in the stock market and you have to wait to get it back out. And you could potentially lose it in the stock market. That, that's not where we want it. We want it someplace that's going to be secure, safe, and liquid. And when I mean liquid, easy to get to quickly. In the case of an emergency, you need to be able to get to it quickly. You don't want to have to wait for somebody to sell some funds or to get you your money. You want to have it, okay? How do you save for your emergency fund? Well, I suggest you pay it like a bill, just like any other bill. Now, you're going to be paying the minimum on the rest of your bills while you're building this emergency fund, at least until that first $1,000. But it needs to be the first bill that comes out of your spending plan. Right? We need to build this first because it's going to be very important and give you that buffer and that peace of mind that you need. So pay it like a bill until you get it established. It's tax season, right? So if you get a tax return, if you're lucky enough to get a tax return, and many of us are, then you use your tax return to fund it. right? If you get $1,000 back to your tax return, I know it doesn't sound fun. I know you wanted to go spend that on that brand new stereo or whatever it is you wanted. But what about the peace of mind? That stereo... You're going to use it a few times. You may love it for a while, but it's going to lose value. You're, you're never going to lose value with that emergency fund. Now, inflation, holding restore, we made the, the $1,000 emergency fund may need to go to the $2,000 emergency fund before long, but we're not there yet. I think $1,000 still goes a long way in helping you in the emergency fund. If you're lucky enough to get a bonus, right, in addition to your normal income, if you're lucky to get into bonus, this is a good thing because you're, you shouldn't be using bonuses in part of your spending plan anyway. This should truly be a bonus, something that you can enjoy. Well, the enjoyment is going to be that peace of mind, right? Getting that funded. And maybe you get that bonus and you can get to your 36 months. Even better. I hope you have that kind of situation. And then let that money start working for you because once we get the emergency fund built, then we're going to talk about retirement. Then we're going to talk about getting your college fund if that's in your future. And then we're going to start building wealth. But this is the first bucket we need to do. So just keep in mind, it's it's not a savings account. It's for emergencies only, truly. So in recap, why do you need an emergency fund? It's a buffer between you and the world. Something's going to happen someday where you're going to need to come up with some cash and you need to be able to do it. You know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of articles, podcasts, or read it in the news where people can't get their hands on $500. Don't be one of those people. Have $1,000 in case you need to do something like pay an insurance deductible or pay for something that has been lost or damaged or, God forbid, you, you, you lose access to your job in the meantime, right? How much do you need? Start anywhere. It's, it's, it's really that simple. You have to start building from somewhere. Even if it's $5, even if you're a kid starting your first job, even if you have a side hustle, you need to save that first 20%. Very important. Try to build it up to $1,000. 
and then try to build it up to three to six months, right? And we can do that in a lot of different ways. We can, we, we can do it by paying it like a bill to help get it established. We can use a tax return. We can use bonuses. Or if someone gives you some money, you can do that as well. So, and most important, it's not a savings account in the sense that you're going to spend it on something fun later. You hope to never have to use it, but you always want it to be there for that peace of mind. Hey, reach out to me. Tell me how I'm doing. Let me know what you think. How much is in your emergency fund? Do you think $1,000 is enough? Do you think three to six months is enough? Do you think it's crazy for me to be talking about how you shouldn't pay your other bills, at least not over the minimum, until you establish that emergency fund? I'd love to hear back from you. Let me know. Reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me at LinkedIn at Sean Townley and on my website, seantownley.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.